0: Empowered people make informed decisions that lead to living a life without regret. This is Sarah Kaki and Shauna Woods from Atlanta Divorce Law Group, and this is the Happily Ever After Divorce Podcast. Welcome to another episode of the Happily Ever After Divorce Podcast. I'm Sarah Kaki with the Atlanta Divorce Law Group, and I'm joined by our managing partner, Shauna Woods. Shauna, today we are going to talk about forgiveness. That's gonna be a good topic. So I'm sure we both have done the same thing coming into this. <laughs> we don't usually, Sean and I don't usually talk about what we're going to say on these podcasts, but each of us takes our own individual moment to kind of gather our thoughts. And I am willing to bet that we both looked up the
1: definition of forgiveness or forgive. You would I? win that bet. Yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> what did you find? Well, I found something interesting. I found, and you might have found something same. I found three types of forgiveness. Okay. Okay. Um, exoneration. Okay. Forbearance. And release. Wow. Release. Yeah. That was a good one. It was a good one. And I really resonated with these um, definitions because I think that a lot of times what we hear Is forgiveness is not for the other person. It's for you. Right. Right. And that's the third kind that we're talking about. Mm -hmm. The release. Yes. Right. It is you're releasing that anger. You're letting go of that resentment. You're forgiving for the sake of bettering your own life. right? Right. Clearing your, clearing your own shelf. Right. Making sure that you can move forward. And not living a life of anger. Right. right? And, I, and I think that's a beautiful type of forgiveness, but it really has nothing to do with, quote unquote, the perpetrator or the person that you're supposed to right. be forgiving. Exoneration, I think, is a really beautiful type of forgiveness. But you often see this type in a child, right? A child does something and you forgive them mm-hmm. because they simply did not know better. Or a true accident, you know, right. Um you forgive that person. That was not an intention. So does
0: exoneration pretty much mean we move on as it never happened? You wipe
1: the slate clean. You wipe the slate clean. Right. You are okay. you've okay, we, we're forgiving completely. And another type, I guess we'd say if you are you find somebody who truly just came to you and was like, Oh my goodness, I have wronged you. I am truly sorry. You can on you see their authenticity, you, you can see that it's very genuine. Right. Right. And I think that you can get there. Right. Right. And, but I think a lot of times what the forbearance is a lot of where most people go with forgiveness. Definitely the clients that we are working with. Right. And the forbearance is forgive, but not forget. Right. And in the definition of
0: forgiveness, there is nothing there that hints at there's a forgetting involved. Yeah. You do not need to forget in order to forgive. Now, I'll tell you this. I don't know if this is um just specific to me and Hashem. When Hashem forgives, he actually does forget. He has that ability. So he will not remember a negative experience, which is. A beautiful gift that he has. Wow. Whereas, and I don't know if this is, um, a masculine thing versus a feminine thing. Whereas I believe that, um, for me, I'm more in the feminine and we hold on to a satchel, don't we? We have a little satchel of data points, of incidences, and I'll forgive you, but this one went in the satchel. <laughs> <laughs> I'm adding, I'm, I'm tallying it up. Right, right. Yeah. And it, and you know, it will impact your husband's credit score with you. <laughs> There's only so many more,
1: you know, late payments that I can forgive. And I think that one of the things that is hard, you know, when you're in a marriage, is which type of forgiveness are you wanting to do, right? And are you guys wanting to do together, right? And obviously, I think one of the the key points is. What is the intention of the person asking for the apology, you know, asking for the forgiveness and how big a transgression, of course, is also, cause there's some, some transgressions in a marriage that people have drawn that line and said, there's no going back. Right. And at that point, I think the only type of forgiveness is the release. And I think it's important for each of us to know and for us to
0: relay this to our partner in life Mm. and to our closest people in our lives of this is what I need in order to forgive and to give that to the person who is deeply wants to make things better in order to have that level of maturity to actually give them that of this is what I would need. Have you ever thought about what you need
1: in order to forgive? I have. Okay. Um, and of course there's there's the minor things that are easily forgivable and the the accidents, so to speak, or a something that you meant to say but you didn't understand that it really hurt that person's feeling right for a big transgression for something that is major that is maybe life changing mm-hmm. uh there's a beautiful part of the Jewish faith about forgiveness that I really took to heart when I heard it and I Totally paraphrasing because I am not of the Jewish faith, but a friend of mine shared this with me to ask for forgiveness. You have to first state what it is you're asking to be forgiven for Mm. completely. You have to acknowledge the thing that you did, the pain that it caused. And then genuinely ask for forgiveness. And what we see a lot of times is people who don't want to acknowledge the extent of their bad behavior. Mm -hmm. They want to give you a little bit and then, oh, but you forgave me for that. So we don't have to go into all of what it was. But for me, I have to have somebody who would say, here's all of what I did. I acknowledge all of that was wrong. And I'm asking you to forgive me for it. That is very important for me as well. When I'm
0: receiving an apology, I need to, I need to hear from you specifically, what did you do wrong? I still carry some of the pain if I'm the one that has to tell you what you did wrong. And that's not always fair. Yeah. Some people, sometimes people just don't know, right? And they just can tell that you're upset about something and they come to you and they're and you're not able to be the same with them. It helps a lot for me if somebody can truly, from their own words, acknowledge and give me the validation of my feelings. And I think that's a part that if you are in need of someone to apologize to you, you need somebody to help you understand and help you heal from that. Of course, we all understand that it's for us. Giving forgiveness first starts with doing it for ourselves. But what can you do for yourself? How can you stand up for yourself and say, hey, when I need forgiveness from someone, I'm not just going to sit by and be upset and be mad and wait on it and hope that things will get better. Sometimes you may need to go and let this person know, hey, this really upset me. And here are the reasons it upset me. And here's what I need you to do in order for this, for if you want my forgiveness. Mm-hmm. And it's not so much even... Just doing it for that person to give that person the chance to apologize. It's a big, big message to your own mind that when I need something, I stand up for myself and I go ask for it. That's, it goes beyond just, you know, receiving apologies. It's a big message to your own sense of self, to your own self-security that I don't just wait by to be made whole again, but because somebody decided to take the moment and do that or didn't but I'm actually will stand up for myself and will go ask to receive what it is I need to move on. There's another big trick to forgiveness that I had to learn. Forgiveness actually starts with forgiving yourself. And I think this is the part that is hard for us to internalize because in every transaction we have with somebody, Every incident we have with somebody, every experience we have with somebody, there's always two parts to it. It doesn't mean you didn't get wrong. 100% you got wrong, but you had some part in being wronged that you're not forgiving yourself for. And it might have not really been your fault at all that this happened, especially when we're talking about children. This is the hardest part of when children are wrong. They internalize it. And they go on for life blaming themselves for it until therapy or, you know, they, uh, counseling helps them out of it. But even as adults, we're having trouble with this is understanding that if your spouse cheated on you, there is some core wound inside of you that is blaming it on you that you got cheated on. If somebody abused you, there is a core wound somewhere inside of you. I'm not worthy. I'm not good enough. I am not worthy of love. I'm messed up in the head. Whatever core wound that is that you're using to fuel the fact that you got hurt and you're not able to forgive, truly forgive that person till you first forgive yourself. For me, there's times when I'm having a hard time forgiving someone for something they've done and I find myself having a hard time forgiving them because the way I showed up in that transaction or in that relationship and allowed this hurt to come about makes me actually have a trouble with my own judgment. And that becomes my core wound where I judge myself and I I judge my judgment where I'm like, can I actually trust my judgment that I let this happen until I can forgive myself for that? I have a hard time
1: forgiving the person that actually happens quite a bit in our world in with our clients is they wholeheartedly believe someone mm-hmm. right and they may be being lied to for an extended period of time about a very uh, variety of things and then they start judging themselves in questioning themselves yes about everything they yes. believe you know can i believe this person I, I thought I could, yes. but can I, because I wholeheartedly believed this person. So I absolutely agree with you that forgiving yourself and finding that, um, it's cliche inner peace mm-hmm. with your part. Right. And I'm not saying anyone would, they're not to blame, but your part in the fact that yes, you played a part in the lie in that you mm-hmm. believed it. Your part might've been as simple as you believed him. Exactly. That's all. That's all. Right. But now you doubt yourself. Now you feel like I should have been smarter. I should have been more astute. I should have been whatever it is, insert the thing that you have the insecurity about here. And I absolutely agree that until you forgive yourself, you're not going to let go of that anger because with having that acceptance that you played a part into, right. it comes to the shame, yes. right? that deep shame. And now you don't want to tell anybody else about that lie, about the thing that you need to forgive because you're owning shame that does not belong to you. And you're looking to make that shame go
0: away through retribution and all other places that will never truly heal you. And in our practice area, family law, what is so heartbreaking is when you have a spouse that was wronged in the marriage somehow looking for the court to give them that retribution. The court will never sit down and say, you ma'am were a wonderful wife. You did everything right and he did you wrong and you make sir or a bad man. And as simple as this sounds, emotionally, the child within is seeking that the child that still believes that life is fair. The child that is like teacher, teacher, he took my pencil,
1: put him in detention. Right. Right. We're still looking for that. Absolutely. I cannot tell you how many times I've had to say to either spouse, husband or wife, the court is not going to flog them in the middle of the street. They are not going to declare your spouse was a jerk day. Right. You're not going to get the validation, you think, by telling your story in court. All you're going to get is disappointment at the end of the day that they were not held to the accountability that you wish they would be, because that's not what divorce court is for. Or necessarily, if there's financial things to, we can have some. I wouldn't say retribution, but reimbursement anyway. But the vast majority of time, even we're talking about adultery or you know verbal and mental abuse, which is very prevalent, you know, in divorces, it's not going to be that satisfaction that you think you're going to get from the court. And I think it's. would be interesting for a
0: lot of us to think that even if we're not in a divorce case and it's just a family relationship, a friend, somebody out there that you feel hurt by, that you haven't been able to forgive yourself for your part in that hurt, where are you seeking retribution for that? And how are you showing up because of that retribution that you're seeking? I think that's it. It was really good. Thanks. Thanks for listening to the Happily Ever After Divorce Podcast. If you'd like to learn more, go to atlantadivorcelawgroup.com forward slash resources.